Hey there, welcome to my podcast Arrow Life. This is your host Anurag and you are listening to the first episode of Arrow Life. Well, who wouldn't like to know about space and aviation? Take me as an example. Uh, I still remember the first time I learned about space. Back in time when I was 6 years old, I saw APJ Abdul Kalam in an interview in TV since that was his last year as the president of India. After listening to his speech, I asked my grandfather about it and in an answer he said APJ Abdul Kalam is the rocket man of India. Hearing that, I became very curious to learn more about him. The following day as I uh, uh, went school and started asking my teachers if they know him, I received some great answers which kind of opened a new world to me. A world with a lot of stars, some some fancy dressed people known as the astronauts. and also with to quote the my very efficient mother just served us nuts saying which as a fun fact is the ultimate technique to keep the names of the planets in my mind well what my se- uh, teachers said back then uh, is if we memorize this uh, sentence and we if we go through the first words of this sentence we will never forget the names of the planets like my stands for mercury uh, very is venus efficient is earth mother, uh, mother is mars uh, uh, just is jupiter served is saturn us is uranus and an is neptune so luckily i never forgot it and i still remember it uh, thank you to the teachers if you are listening just to add my teachers were quite surprised to see a newly admitted student asking so many questions because most of the students generally just wanted to go back home <laughs> well back to what i was saying gradually i started to research about space and from space my curiosity went to aviation so in conclusion i started to take interest and dig deeper into both of the fields when i became 10 i attended a seminar where i got to know more about kalpana chawla who was the first indian origin woman who went to space her story motivated and moved me so much that it happened to be the moment i realized i wanted to become an astronaut and a pilot together as one because being a fan not uh, uh, only of astronauts but also aviation figures such as white uh, uh, brothers uh, after that i created vlogs about space in which i generally posted articles i had conversations with pilots wherever i had a chance uh, to fly so- somewhere Uh, shared facts and informations about space and aviation to almost everyone i knew everyone i participated in uh, a lot of examination in this field also what i have understood till now is that even dreaming of becoming a pilot or an astronaut is a huge achievement itself it is a goal that includes having lots of responsibilities not only of ours but also of the passengers flying in uh, our aeroplane and uh, also uh, of the space center down on earth that found you capable of sending yourself uh, as an astronaut way more than 62 miles above the surface of the ground what i find the most important is the trust that you get to have in this profession uh, it is a feeling you should never betray and always be proud to keep be it the trust of the fellow pilot passenger or companions you share uh, the space station with Thus, to know more about space and aviation in uh, in this podcast, I will discuss with an interview significant people in the field of aviation and space. Together, we will 
tell you stories and educate you further about aircrafts, rocket and satellites, those who fly in them and also who build them as a whole. Before we begin, let's hear the intro of this podcast. There we go. If you loosen up, you might just learn to fly, learn to fly, learn to fly, learn to fly, learn to fly. Today's guest is Andy from Germany. Andy is an airline pilot who is uh, also keen on hiking, skiing and who enjoys football. We have quite similar interests, especially when it comes to our mutual fascination with aviation. To begin with Andy, uh, could you please tell us how does it feel to be a pilot? Oh yeah, it's 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 really great. It's a, it's a, it's an amazing job with uh, yeah, um a lot of uh, really really nice elements so um you have to uh, yeah you have to uh, you have the opportunities to see many countries uh many people uh, to work with and uh, yeah it's it's really nice just to work for with the uh, with the aircraft itself so it's an amazing job <laughs> for sure and being a pilot is not only fun of course it's it's a very serious and extremely responsible job so how how does it feel to be responsible for so many lives i mean how does it feel to have them counting mm. on you mm, okay okay yeah you know you don't really think about it so when especially when you do your duty because um uh when you commit to, to do this kind of profession um then your mindset is like um to operate the aircraft or um everything in a safe and, and efficient way and this includes everything so that you um that you uh, commit the fi- flight from a to b and from b to a in a in a most safe way and uh so when you do it then yeah you're yeah then you're safe the passengers are safe your crew is safe and uh yeah i think so that's that's the thing yeah i mean what i have understood from your answer is it's not just getting up and getting into the airplane but it's a lot of factors keeping in mind and Uh, you know going sure. from one place to another sure yeah yeah you know it's uh, it, it depends a bit so the, the the day is yeah not not every flight is is uh, is similar so it's it's every so there are so many factors uh, changing all the way so like i don't know if for example a, a runway is suddenly closed then the then the weather of course is uh, is changing uh there is so much stuff to consider and uh, you have to adapt to it so i think that's the um that's the main thing um that uh that you are able to respond in a in a proper way to um to changing changing factors i see now i mean the more i hear you the more i understand how hard it is and what are the challenges to go through yeah. to yeah. have this provision yeah okay. all right andy uh, now to get uh, acquainted uh, sorry acquainted with the work of pilots uh, we cannot overlook from the form of transportation they are operating Uh, could you please tell our audience more closely how are planes functioning? How do you start them and operate them? Okay. Um, yeah, you mean okay? Then the, the first thing, okay, before you before you start the airplane, you do a, you do a walk around. It's called so you inspect the plane uh, visually, 
and uh, so that uh, that there are no um, no damages um, or uh, or leakages or something like that. And um, if this is all uh, all done, and uh, you think uh, that the that the aircraft looks safe, and and, and uh, then you then you can start the aircraft itself. Um, you need it depends a little bit. Uh, you need um, to start the aircraft itself. Uh, you need, of course, an uh, as, um, an energy source or electrical source, like um, um, for example, a ground cart or the um, or the APU, which is started then initially by the battery. Okay, so there are like a lot of factors. It's not just putting uh, a key like like in the car and just on it. Correct. There are... Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, there's there's no there is no key. So there, there's no key. So the initial stuff is so just you you turn on the battery. I think that that's the that's the first thing, and then it depends if it is uh, connected to uh, um, uh, to el uh, electrical ground card or you can start the APU, which is the auxiliary uh, auxiliary power unit. Uh, which you usually hear, for example, uh, which is in the back of the aircraft, and uh, this is like it is like a small it's it's like a small engine, and this helps then later on to start the engines, uh, the main engines, uh, with the uh, with the help of uh, yeah of air pressure. Okay, okay, but I have one more question, Andy. Like what you said, it sure. just came to my mind that. Uh, do you also have to check if the gears are fine and if the airplane has enough oil or like is there any other person who is checking all sure. this yeah sure you um there are of, of course there is uh, during the night so uh, for a night stop there is also um, a technician doing it but um every time so every time when when a flight is done or if you if you commit a flight um, so if you start it um, you have to do a, a walk around and this includes also to check the the gear uh, to check the wheels so that there is um, um, that there is no damage on the wheels itself, or maybe there is a cut or something like that in it, so that uh, and that you don't see any um, hydraulic fluid, for example, um, uh, coming down the aircraft, some uh, or fuel, for example. Um, you have to check it. You have to definitely check it, and it's every time. So after after the flight is done, for example, if you fly, I don't know, for example, from uh, um, from Rome. To um, to Nice or something like that. Um, after the flight, one of us is going outside and checking the aircraft itself um, again. So, if for example, it it can happen also that a bird hits, for example, the wing or or um, uh, or is sucked into the engine, and then you have to check it, and then you have to um, the call maintenance uh, maintenance and uh, let it check that the aircraft is still okay and still fine and is still airworthy. I see. So there's a lot of factors uh, like behind an aircraft running uh, from one sure, restaurant. It is. Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. Thank you very much for sharing so many informations with us. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. Andy, as we can learn from your social media, you are a comm commercial pilot. Uh, please let us, uh, please share with us uh, what is it like to be a commercial pilot? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, commercial pilots. So it is. Um, it is more or less. It's like a. It's like a normal job, where, with some nice features, of course. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. It is initially the uh, of course the the training is pretty hard. So it's that, that's the only thing which is uh, not so normal in comparison to a to a normal job. So you have a, a really hard training before you <clears throat> before you. Um, are able to to get or for example to um, uh, to do the license check 
And uh, but beside that, it's it is more or less it's 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 a normal job. <laughs> I mean, from what we can hear, you absolutely seem like the right person in the right place. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I hope so. <laughs> no, 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 for sure. I mean, af- yeah. After all, you are operating so many flights daily, and like it's not an easy yeah. thing. And yeah, it is, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. really hats off to you for being so careful. Yeah, and, correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how does it uh, uh, happen that you picked up this profession? Like when you were a student, what what came to your mind, and what do you like the most about flying? <sighs> okay. Um, yeah in in general i think it is is just a, a childhood dream um i think that's that's the main thing it's it's really hard to describe so i think when i when i was yeah pretty young um uh, i went to some air shows and i was really fascinated about the uh the flying stuff itself and uh, of course as you as you grow older and older um you're thinking okay so that looks nice so what is it to operate that uh, that aircraft so what does it what do you need for it um and so getting more and more interested in the, in the job as as a pilot and uh, initially so the um um i applied then for a for a private flight school when i was a little bit older so um, i already did a i already did a study uh, i studied uh, aeronautical engineering and uh, after that then i worked for a for a technical company uh to uh, to save some money and uh, yeah yeah then at a certain yeah at a certain day so that uh, when it when it arrived so i i decided okay um i have to do it now or never and uh, then i applied for it uh, the private uh, flight school yeah and i did beside my, my job the uh, the license and uh, yeah i think that's that that's so pretty much it wow that's a lot of journey that you have been through like going to the yeah, yeah. Uh, going yeah. to the aerospace yeah. firm for a company work and then going to uh yes yeah. pilot so is it like andy uh, like if even like considering our audiences if they have graduated at any major and they are working somewhere they can like leave that job and uh, do a commercial pilot license and they can be commercial pilot is that possible sure yeah sure it's definitely possible i think there is no um i i don't know how is it in your country but uh, there is no real um restriction regarding the ages um the main thing is you have to pass a medical check i think that's that's the first step uh, and uh, as soon as you have passed the medical check by a um a aeronautical uh, medical uh, examiner um you are yeah you are ready to um, to start everywhere um at a flight school to do the 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 license and i think then then you need just discipline just to learn all the stuff uh, to pass it all and uh, yeah i think that that that's it pretty much wow thank you very I'm... much for sharing this okay next question is about uh, a challenge of this particular job so many flights in a week or month many hours in the sky when flying long distance constant focus mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. are are pilots overworked or tired and how how many hours can you fly per day and days per week mm okay okay yeah i think um uh there are really really strict regulations uh especially here in uh, in europe um so uh, there is there are limits I can't tell the 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 exact number but it's like more or less like you can fly for example for days like 12 hours maximum and um 
Then it depends a little bit um, where you, uh, how many sectors um, you have already done per day, and uh, is it an early shift or is it a late shift? Uh, these restrict the flight hours as well, so that it can be reduced to I don't know, like nine hours or something like that. Um, you can only extend it. Um, it is, uh, but but it depends a little bit, like to to fourteen hours. But then it's like a commander's discretion. But that 14 is the maximum limit, and uh, thereafter, then you are the next day definitely off. Um, so um, I think the the um, the regulators, so they are, they made a really good concept, which helps the pilot not being um, really going tired to to work or um, or or yeah, that's yeah, that's it. I mean, there are rules uh, through which you, uh, you can. Like, but um, what if there is a flight for like 18 hours? Like you, I'm I'm traveling to, uh, I don't know, mm -hmm. from India to to uh, US or or Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the thing is, I'm not doing long haul flights. Um, um, that, that's I think that's that's a little bit different because on long haul flights they have. Um, I think they have at least three pilots uh, pilots uh, uh, on duty, and uh, so they are shifting them a little bit. So during, for example, uh, for the uh, for the um, takeoff and landing, there must be definitely the captain in the in the left hand seat, and a first officer or senior first officer in the right hand seat, and then you have a, a third a third one, which is usually also first officer or senior first officer, and um, for example during the cruise. Uh, when you're already uh, when you already reach the top of climb, uh, at a certain point the captain leaves the cockpit, um, can go into a, um, a rest time, so like I don't know, like one, two, three hours, whatever it is, and uh, then the senior first officer takes over the aircraft and is responsible for it, and uh, only in case of an emergency, so they they would definitely call them the captain back again, uh, but they are changing, they are changing, so that that's what I know, but honestly. I'm not so familiar with the with the long haul flights how they uh, manage the, the duty duty hours. I see, and I, I believe mostly there are like connecting flights. There are like basically uh, standing in, I mean, waiting in uh, 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 Frankfurt first, and then going back to US or something like that, or Dubai or some other place like that. I mean, I guess yeah, there are, yeah connecting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there are uh, like the super long haul flights, which are, I don't know, like I don't know, like 16, 17 hours, like like you already said. Um, for this, the long haul flights is always like so. After the flight, they have to uh, they have to be at least like one uh, one or two days off. It it depends a little bit. Um, and I think when you fly from Europe to the um, the eastern side of uh, the US, for example, uh, they have to have at least like a twenty four hours off. Uh, before they commence another flight back again. Okay. Oh, well, that's that's something new to know. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure my our audiences will be great glad to know these new uh, informations about flying. Yeah, okay. sure. Sure. Uh, of course, aside uh, from all the responsibilities a pilot has, uh, flying is one of the most wonderful activities. And I I, I think being in the sky, seeing it so clearly and being able to look at the world from such distance and viewing it as a whole from a greater perspective is something that makes us fans of aviation and love it so much uh, i would mm -hmm. love to hear your opinion on this like what's your favorite time uh, in the sky 
Uh, yeah, my favorite time definitely is uh, there are I think three three things. So it's like the sunset, the sunrise. I think because every sunset, sunrise is totally different, and it's uh, it's always amazing when you see the uh, uh, the colorful games going on in the in the sky. I think that's that's really really nice thing, and I'm um, I'm never getting fed up with it. So it's I'm really enjoying it every sunset, every sunrise. And uh, yeah, and what I really like, so uh, during the day, for example, when you're just um, um, when you're just departing, or uh, if you're um, arriving at an at an aircraft uh, at an at another uh, airport, uh, and when there is a cloud layer, and you're just um, just flying slightly above the cloud layer, so that's that's really nice. Uh, when you just feel a little bit like when when you see, you feel a little bit like the speed of the aircraft. Um, I think that's these are the most interesting and exciting um, uh, times of the day. <laughs> oh, and uh, is it like the sunshine or the sunset? Is is it uh, creating any kind of difficulties for for the pilots uh, to navigate to their destination? I mean, the no, uprising. No. Yeah, no, um, because uh, you're um, you're operating in um, uh, instrument flight rules, or so it's an instrument flight. You don't need any. Um, uh, any visual side, so especially during the uh, during the cruise, that you see anything. You have you have your instruments, and uh, you have your GPS, and um, yeah, that 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 works. Okay, okay. Uh, I see. I mean, sounds very magic magical. The more I know about aviation, the more it sounds magical. And yeah, I mean, considering what you said, the sunset and the, the sunset and the sunrise, I, I'm I'm sure. It looks magical to you know our eyes to witness something so beautiful yeah. like that. Wow! It is, yeah. Okay. So, what what's the most memorable flight you have operated until now? Like, do you have any memory like that? Mm. So, I've never really experienced something really bad, for example, which uh, which I memorized. Um, see, I love really almost every flight. Um, it is. There's no nothing special, uh, right? Where, um, yeah, because I'm flying. I've been flying for what is it now? So like seven years. Um, maybe maybe need I need a few more years, maybe just to have like a really really outstanding flight as well. But of course, the ferry flights are really these I enjoy really much. You know, there are no passengers on board, and you just uh, you're just um, uh, together with the captain. Uh, and uh, operating uh, the the aircraft, which made it really easy then, and uh, the performance of the aircraft is then really fine. So that's that's memorable, I think. Wow, and I'm sure there are like way more great flights waiting for you, and all the passengers are going to enjoy your I company. I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> sure. Thing. Okay. I now I'd like to ask a more logistic question. Uh, as we know, some some flights can uh, take more than ten hours. So while uh, covering a uh, large distance between two countries, uh, where where do you sleep? Mm, okay, okay, um, yeah. So the thing is, I'm uh, for for the long haul flights. Of course, then you would uh, you would definitely have an accommodation uh, close to the close to the aircraft, uh, close to the airport. Sorry, and. Um, in uh, in my case, um, we are operating uh, not long haul flights, so we don't have that much flight hours right now. For example, I'm coming 
uh, was it like 15 or 20, 20 hours per week maximum, but that's the maximum uh, what I reach. And um, usually, for example, right now, uh, which is a, um, a stop in Frankfurt, that's very rare. Usually I'm coming back home almost every day. And um, so only right now, of course, the uh, my hotel is close to the airport as well. And yeah, it's, it's just a normal hotel. So it's nothing special, really. Oh, okay. But uh, uh, do you mean like with more experience, you will get to have uh, more longer flights? Is, is, is it how it works like that? Ah, no, um, no. Um, then you have to apply uh, for another airline who is doing long haul flights or maybe cargo flights. Uh, so cargo flights are in general, or most of them, there are long haul flights. But there are, of course, um, smaller um, companies doing with, I don't know, with the 737 uh, cargo flights as well. So within Europe or uh, North Africa or whatever. Um, but then you have to apply for it. Right now, honestly, for my from uh, the, but that's only only my perspective i'm not really interested in long haul flights but that's for me for my side it's, it's a little bit too boring it's it's really boring because you're flying of course to really nice destinations but um yeah sitting in the aircraft just for i don't know like 15 16 hours uh, and uh, just uh, monitor all the system can be really boring so um, i prefer like to have uh, smaller flights uh, with with a with a range of one or two or maximum three hours um doing a takeoff a landing coming back again and then maybe flying to another destination and uh, and then you're done for the day um i think that's that's for my it's more interesting more challenging and uh, yeah it's 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 more real flying yeah it's not just uh, looking and sitting there at uh, 37,000 feet and watching the sky and uh, monitor the instruments for hours and hours. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm really glad that you have shared this great information that like a three hours flight is, is also challenging and uh, there's a lot of things to look sure. after. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Um, Andy, you have for sure uh, used a lot of uh, airplanes air till now. Uh, would you like to share which one is your favorite till now? Uh, you you mean what I flew by myself? I mean the, the model, like uh, yeah, it, it might be Boeing or Airbus or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. From in my in my case, so I really I really like the Boeing seven three seven, which is uh, uh, it, it was my first aircraft, and uh, I'm still on it, and I'm really enjoying it. So the thing is, I don't really know how this to fly an Airbus, but I heard from colleagues who are coming from other airlines. Uh, they're telling me so it's it's a little bit easier. It's a little bit easier. That that's what I heard. But if you want to fly, uh, if you want to learn flying uh, um, an aircraft, I think then the best thing is if you start with a Boeing. Okay, I I, I didn't knew this new fact that like uh, it like the controls and few things are different in uh, different yeah. companies of yeah. aircraft mm -hmm. okay. yeah they are they are thank you andy for sharing so it, it's like if i am uh, driving airbus or boeing at first i i have to it's not like i can uh, like i'm i'm driving boeing it's not like i i can drive airbus the next like the, the my, as my next aircraft i have to like learn some basics about it and then can fly it right yeah 
Yeah, sure. You, for almost every aircraft type, you have to do, um, uh, it is called a type rating. Um, so, for example, um, for an Airbus A320, you do an uh, Airbus rating, um, which, uh, which, but it consists, I think, the, um, it, you, uh, when you passed it, you have an A320 family type rating, and uh, then you are able to fly the um, A320 family, so which means uh, it belongs there, the, the A318, A319, A320, A321. So you can fly these ones in, in this group. But uh, if you want to fly in the, the next bigger one, like, I don't know, an A330, which is a long, which can be do, um, which can operate, for example, long haul flights, uh, then you have to do another type rating. But it's a little bit short then if you have already have a type rating on an A320 family. Okay. So uh, we are getting to know a very new, I mean, bunch of new things. Thank you very much, Andy, for, for You're like, welcome, letting yeah. us know. <laughs> Okay, uh, as as it's uh, quite a specific field, only only a group of very passionate and hardworking people can reach like you. And we all uh, get out inspiration from others who are building this wonderful community with us. Uh, this makes me wonder, uh, who is your aviation hero? Like, do you have one? An aviation hero? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, um, uh, I think. Yeah, I think who, who who did a really good job. I think everyone knows him. Maybe Sally Sullenberger. So who did the uh, uh, the landing with uh, A320 on the Hudson River when he experienced um, um, uh, the bird strike with uh, and when he lost both engines, and uh, then he landed on the Hudson River in in New York and uh, everyone survived. I think that's an outstanding. Um, yeah, outstanding performance. But of course, it's it's not only him as well, but it's the whole crew. Um, they, I think they did an, they did an amazing job. Yeah, I, I watched the movie as well. Would, would you recommend our audience oh, to yeah. watch, watch the movie? Sure, sure. It's a really good one. It's a really good one. It's a really good one. Yeah, I can really recommend it. Yeah, I think it's one of the, uh, uh, one of the um, aircraft films or um, aviation films, uh, which is done really, really in a nice way, and uh, it's uh, almost real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sally is for sure a hero to a lot of pilot. I mean, I, I I follow him on Instagram, and he he seems to yeah. be very cool and you know great yeah. guy, yeah, yeah. great humor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. I think he's uh, yeah. Sure, uh, I I would like to uh, ask one more question uh, for every member sure. of our audience aiming to be uh, a pilot just like you. What advice mm -hmm. would you like to pass to someone who wants to become a pilot? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think um, I haven't done it on on, on purpose. So to, to to study, for example, aeronautic engineering. So um, that was uh, a recommendation of my parents. So when I was younger, so then they said, okay, it is better to have uh, a, a, at least um, uh, a degree in something and uh, or, example, an apprenticeship, and uh, then to go in the aviation. And right now, I really appreciate that because um, if you see it now with the Corona crisis, I think. Um, there are a lot of pilots uh, uh, who uh, have uh, lost their jobs and um, they can't do anything else. So um, when you start right away, so after school, uh, going to flight school and uh, yeah, then pass everything. Uh, after three or four years, you're on, a, on, the, on the line and uh, yeah, you don't have anything else. So there is no real backup plan. That's, that's the problem. 
um, you can do, for example, as yeah, like a flight instructor. Uh, but then you have to do uh, have you have uh, also like a little bit of experience, a little bit of money because that that costs at least like fifteen thousand euros. Um, so it's uh, I would recommend to do initially after school um, an apprenticeship to study anything, whatever it is, uh, whatever you like. It doesn't have to be related to aviation. Um, it's also to have. It's also nice to. Do something beside it because um, if you experience aviation or if you have your uh, aviation on your mind 24 hours, that can be boring as well. So it's 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 good to have uh, just to follow some some other interests. I don't know what whatever it is like. I don't know history or uh, mechanical engineering. So doing like something with cars or whatsoever. Uh, I would definitely recommend doing something uh, as as a, as a plan B initially, um, and then thereafter start the um, aviation career but because you're you're never too old to it that's that's i think that's the, the best advice i can give and then you're safe and then even with these crises here with the corona crisis um if you lose your job you have a backup plan you can say okay here i have um, studied this and this uh, apply for a company and uh, just to um just to overcome the time uh or to overcome the crisis, maybe for two or three years, doing something different, and then come back again. And uh, yeah, I think that's the best recommendation I can do. Sure. So, like, I'm I'm studying uh, mechanical as well, Andy. So, uh, like, yeah, will it will it be wise for me first get through mechanical? I mean, go through mechanical and then uh, do uh, aerospace? Uh, sorry, aviation. Since I'll I'll be having sure. a backup. Or ha- sure, how? Definitely. How how about Andy? If I like do aviation first and then like with my job, I I do uh, a, a a degree in in mechanical or aerospace with with it. Okay, okay. You mean the other way around? So if you start with aviation and then do it the study? Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. You can you can do it in this way as well. Um, you can you for example you can um, I, I don't know how it is in in India, but uh, here in Europe there are universities. You can uh, you can study beside your job. Uh, which is which is a really good opportunity. So if you have time, take your time um, beside beside flying, uh, study something else, and uh, so that you have at least like I don't know, after after three years a bachelor or whatsoever. And um, I think yeah, that, that that's also that's also an, uh, it's also plan B. That that's also good. But it's but I think it's a little bit too um, stressful. Uh, too, yeah, it it is stressful, but um, it is uh, it is dangerous if you don't do anything. Yeah, if you just do uh, only the flying stuff, and uh, if then something happens, for example, yeah, you can you can get ill or what whatever, uh, so that you lose your medical, uh, and uh, yeah, then you need to find another job. And uh, if you haven't studied, then it's going to be really really difficult to find something. Then you start start at the beginning. Uh, yeah. So it's always good to do something. You you can start uh, with uh, an apprenticeship or study before flying, or do it uh, or do it during the flying, what uh, whatever uh, someone prefers. Sure, I mean I'm I'm sure that is that has to be the best advice an aspirant like me can get from you know someone very experienced and and very you know yeah. great doing amazing in in the field of aviation. Uh, thank yeah, you very yeah. much for this for that great advice, Andy. You're and welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, it was it was I mean a pleasure having you. I mean thank you very, so much Andy for joining me. You're welcome. Me today. Yeah, great. Anytime. <laughs>
thank you and i i really hope we'll be in touch and uh, we will record more podcast in the future we can, sure we can sure we can that's the first time so we can do definitely a second third time whatever you like and uh, if you have more questions just let me know and we will find it perfect time when we can do it sure so again thank you for joining me and uh, that's the first uh, episode of aero life and uh for both discussing with me and answering every question of mine as well i'm i'm sure together we brought brought our listeners course to the sky sharing with them your knowledge and experiences and uh social media of our uh, today's guest are included in the description of the podcast please go check them out and send me any question that you'd like for me to ask our next guest take care everybody thank you again andy you welcome you welcome Shake the dust off of your wings and the sleep out of your eyes.